Today's episode is brought to you in part by another great podcast called Ventured, a series produced by iconic venture capital firm Kleiner Perkins, who has invested in Google, Amazon, Twitter, and Uber. The Ventured podcast takes a close look at some of the fastest growing tech trends in Silicon Valley, as well as behind the scenes interviews with tech giants from companies like Netflix and Google. You can find the show by searching Ventured on iTunes or SoundCloud. Built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want, if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer desperately. Folks, today I bring you a shorter than normal show. Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. My hope is that you're busy with family, friends, relationships, and so much to be grateful for. I'm going to give you a quick bite of Zig to help further fuel your gratitude. This is show number 349, and the title is Gratitude is the Holy Grail. I'm sure your initial thoughts on gratitude would be to agree it's good, but do you treat it as vital? Do I treat it as vital? Do you practice it, especially when things are hard? Zig Ziglar and many of the world's most influential and successful leaders would plant their feet in legacies to agree with the title, Gratitude is the Holy Grail. But we as humans routinely deny it in our souls and attitudes and actions. And why? I think it's because we end up in specific situations where gratitude will absolutely not cure the problem. So we have to look at two issues and that's what we're going to do today. I mean, Zig said, and we've listened to him in recent shows say positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. And that's really our focus today. I mean, gratitude will help any situation, but folks, I mean, if you're in a situation or a relationship where gratitude may not overcome the hard reality I mean, complaining and bitterness won't help. You need to take action and responsibility and get out of there. I mean, if you feel stuck, I mean, then your job is to seek out and plan a solution, even if it's long-term. That's called hope. And without that, you're sunk. But right now, 
the charge is to step back and take into account some truths. I mean, overall, nearly everyone listening right now can step back and seriously, literally count their blessings, right? And we can all on any given day at any given moment, use a paradigm shift to quit our navel gazing. So if you've heard the story that's coming up from Zig before, I implore you to take a minute and listen again, but think about, let's make it really tangible. Think about your current circumstances, any current circumstances right now, uh, take captive any bad feelings you may have in that circumstance, any poor attitude, any disappointment or lack or void or hurt that you feel any circumstances or relationships you are unhappy with today. See if you can do as the lady in the story you're about to hear does with Zig's prompting. And also let's dwell on what we absolutely are thankful and grateful for and fuel those feelings. But let's take some action together today. Before I play Zig's clip, I do want to thank you. I'm so grateful for, for you tuning into the Ziggler show and helping Zig's great message over two and a half years after his death, become one of the top podcasts on the entire planet. I mean, seriously, what does that say about humanity's desire and need for fuel, for inspiration, motivation, encouragement? I mean, Zig was a, a humanitarian, a servant, and I, I believe a true saint, and he also a dramatically successful businessman, which is why I have no shame in offering right now a Christmas special that provides the best resources Zig ever created at the best prices that we've ever offered, literally. So before you buy a bunch of stuff at the store or online, think about truly changing a life this Christmas season. Let's make Black Friday a shining, brilliant, and white Friday. Uh, let's give some gifts that will stand the test of time. All right, that will change lives for the better and create legacies. So right now, you can text Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R, text it to this number. Three eight four seven zero. Again, okay. Text this number. That number again. Three eight four seven zero. And this send in the message one word Ziggler. Okay, and you'll get a link. You can just click on and see these outstanding opportunities in some product offerings. So knock out your life changing Christmas shopping with gifts that will stand the test of time, and you can be the hero. Now, if you're ready, let's get really grateful with. Mr. Zig Ziglar. I don't do counseling, but I talk with a lot of people who do in psychology, psychiatry, and the ministry. And they tell me that everybody who comes to you with a problem are not necessarily looking for a solution. I couldn't understand that for a long time. Why do they bring you a problem if they don't want to solve it? Well, I can tell you why. They want to tell you about it, you about it, you about it, you about it, and you about it. And if you foul up the deal and solve the problem, they can't tell you again, you again. They want the attention that goes with the problem. And every company just about it has that kind of an individual. They want the attention that goes with griping and, uh, and complaining. Well, I looked at the lady, and it wasn't unkindly, but firmly I said to her, yes, and you know, ma'am, I'm afraid your problem is about to get worse. She said, what do you mean? I said, I believe they're going to fire you. <laughs> She was stunned. I couldn't have stunned her more if I'd hit her in the face with a bucket of ice water. She said, fire me? Why on earth would they fire me? The inflection in her voice clearly said, they're the bad guys. I'm the good guy. Why don't they fire them and keep me? Have you ever noticed that people who are the problem never recognize that they are? They're in complete denial. They think denial is just a river in Egypt. 
Why would they fire me? I said, ma'am, I don't believe there's a company in America big enough to contain this much poison in one small spot. Have you ever noticed that when somebody is about to lose something they've been complaining about, whether it's a car, a home, a mate, a job, or whatever, when all of a sudden it appears they're going to lose them, it takes on brand new value. She looked at me and said, well, what can I do? I said, do you really want to know? She said, yes, I do. That's the reason I came to see you. I came looking for help, but you sure haven't been any help so far. <laughs> I said, well, ma'am, I've got an idea, and I will absolutely guarantee you it positively, definitely, absolutely will work if you will just do it. She said, I'll try anything within reason. I said, okay, when you get home tonight, all of your household tasks are complete. It's bedtime. Get off in a room right by yourself. Get a sheet of paper out, and at the top of it write, I like my job because she interrupted me. She said, that'll be easy. I don't like nothing about that job. Don't like nothing about those people down there. And I said, well, just as a matter of curiosity, do you work there for benevolent reasons, or do they pay you for working there? She said, well, I got to confess, they pay me. And I said, and you don't like to be paid. Oh, she said, yes, I do. I said, okay, tell you what you do. Open your notebook right now. We'll start our list of the things you like about your job. They pay you for working there, and you do like it, don't you? She said, absolutely. But she just stood there. I said, no, open your notebook now, and we'll get uh, busy on the list. She just stood there. I said, ma'am, let me, let me tell you what my experience in life has been. I've discovered that in 100% of the cases, no exceptions, people who won't take step number one never take step number two. You see, she had come to me with an impossible dream. Her dream was that nice Mr. Ziegler was going to solve all of her problems, and she would live happily ever after. But folks, I got news for you. I can't solve her problems. I can't solve your problems. But I will give you some steps that I'll absolutely, definitely, and positively will work for you. As it worked, eventually, for her. I said, well, ma'am, let me tell you something. Unless you're willing to take step number one right now, it's been nice talking with you. She angrily opened her notebook. Before we got through, there were 22 things she liked about her job. Not only did they pay her for working there, they paid her above average. She had three weeks vacation with pay. She had a retirement program. She was in on profit sharing. She had health insurance, life insurance, and accident insurance. She lived less than 10 minutes from home. She was in on management decisions. The company sent her to three seminars a year to be paid for. She had her own private office and parking place. 22 things that she liked about her job. Now I said, ma'am, when you get home tonight, everything is finished. Get off in a room right by yourself. Close the doors. Change one word from I like my job to I love my job. Get in front of that mirror. And folks, I cannot say this strongly enough, but I'm going to try. The eyes are the windows of the soul. Look yourself in the eye and with excitement and enthusiasm say, I love my job because they pay me for working there. I love my job because they pay me above average for working there. I love my job because I have a wonderful insurance program. I love my job before every one of the statements. You will sleep better that night. You see, there's something hidden in what I'm saying to you now. When she says, I like my job, she's really saying, I'm grateful for my job. 
and of all of the emotions we can have. According to Hans Selye, the number one stress specialist in America, the healthiest of all human emotions is gratitude. I said, you go down that list. I like my job. I love my job, rather. That is a way of gratitude. You'll sleep better the first night. Tomorrow morning, when you get up, get back in front of the mirror just before you go to work, get back in front of the mirror and repeat the process again with excitement and enthusiasm. I love my job because... And take the list with you. Because the reality is, you see, you will have started to change from a fault finder to a good finder. Some people do really find fault like there's a reward for it. They really do. <laughs> Take the list with you and you will be able to add to that list absolutely guaranteed. Do this every morning and every night and you will have an astonishing recovery from this advanced case of stinking thinking. All right, I'm going to spend just a minute pulling out a few key parts from Zig's talk right there after I think one of our sponsors that supports this free podcast, which is Braintree. For those of you who have taken action with an online business and are taking payments online, I want to recognize Braintree again. They are the source for easy mobile payments. So maybe you're working on the next Uber or Airbnb or GitHub, then why not use the same simple payment solution that helped them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. I mean, add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, they're going to support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support mean you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more sales with Braintree's best in-class mobile checkout experience. You can check it out at braintreepayments.com slash Ziggler. And that's braintreepayments.com slash Ziggler. So in the clip, Zig said, when we're faced with losing something, it takes on a whole new value, which is the crux, folks, of my favorite holiday time movie. I mean, actually, it's one of my favorite all-time movies ever. It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, folks, if you haven't ever seen it or haven't seen it in a while, please watch it and take heart. Changing your perspective is, is changing your paradigm, which is changing your belief, which is, I mean, it changes your life. I mean, it's literal. I mean, the glass half empty or full is a life giving issue. It's dramatic, but changing your perspective requires you to do a little work, a little work, but hard work. I mean, the work of overcoming a natural feeling that's hard. I mean, it's not wrong to feel sad, mad, disappointed, frustrated, but it's choosing to harm yourself if you embrace the feeling and indefinitely walk in it. Now, I'm not saying you can't feel it for a bit. You should feel it. That's honest and human. But again, you have to let it go at some point and figure out how to overcome. Otherwise, you're headed for bitterness and depression and hate and despair and numbness and, and failure. And you are listening here right now. None of you want to do that, me included. So we take action. I mean, Zig in the story asked the lady to list out, I like my job because. I mean, the key here, folks, though, again, is taking action, putting pen to paper. So I want to share something vitally important to uh, about successful people. The difference between them and everyone else is, is one simple thing. Their daily habits. 
the decisions they make, the actions they take. And, and folks, again, I think a lot of times it's little exercises, little exercises, no different than being healthy and well. It's unbelievable when you look at people in their older years who are vital and vibrant and those who are going on in early to the nursing home. It's little things. It's not huge things. It didn't mean it wasn't the vital and vibrant people weren't the people who ran a marathon every day or worked out for two hours. A lot of times it's the people who just did five minutes of activity today who didn't eat a little of that and they ate a little of this instead. It's little stuff, but over time, those deposits are gigantic. The successful people of the world, I found are not smarter. They're not more intelligent. They don't come from wealth and prosperity. Most of them actually come from hardship. I mean, I grew up getting to be around a lot of leaders and experts and authorities and authors and presenters and, and powerful people. And what struck me was they weren't always or even often that impressive. I mean, they didn't levitate. They didn't put their pants on like uh, somebody different. They didn't, uh, it wasn't that amazing. They don't have higher IQs. They weren't stronger. They simply took action on little efforts and habits that daily shaped their lives while others didn't. Like again, in this story, I mean, what Zig is talking about and having this lady make a list of why she likes her job, it's exactly the kind of thing that he did to overcome an average situation. I mean, do do you hear that? Do you really hear that? I mean, if you took nine other similar men as Zig Ziglar in any similar circumstance, most would react to things and go about their lives the same way, just like most of us would. I mean, we're all really good in our culture at being sheep, me included, but little old Zig would do things differently. I mean, he'd expect more. He'd believe more. He'd approach obstacles with faith and do those little exercises to change his paradigm and therefore his belief and therefore his actions. And he would get better results. I mean, it's just not huge stuff. It's little. We, we, none of us really have much of any excuse when it comes down to it. I mean, every day we can choose to do the things the same old way and get the same old results, or we make a little effort to change something, to try something, to overcome something. So in this, I mean, Zig says the healthiest of all, this is what he he really ended the the, uh, clip with. The healthiest of all human emotions is gratitude. So I looked up the definition of gratitude. It said this gratitude is the quality of being thankful. It's readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. That's what struck me. That last part gratitude helps me be ready to return kindness. So if I choose not to pursue and be and embrace gratitude, I'm choosing not to be ready uh, to return or to give kindness. I mean, I can't afford that. I've got, I've got a wife and and seven kids and other folks living in my home who they need my kindness. I mean, as a, a Christ believing guy living out the fruits of the spirit, there's really nothing better I can do for them. So with this, what it's saying is Kevin, if you don't stop and take the moment captive, the day captive, the circumstance captive, the relationship captive and look at it a different way with gratitude. If you don't do, do that, you are not equipping yourself to give kindness to other people. I, I, well, I can't afford that. So now I can't afford to stop and daily take into account and be grateful. And and, and say, I'd say that in a verb to practice gratitude, to practice gratitude. So uh, in looking at this further, two days ago, NPR published a report titled Gratitude may reduce the risk of heart disease. Okay, this this is really cool. Uh, this is, I'm going to read right out of here. 
It said, uh, Paul Mills, a professor of family medicine and public health at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine. He specializes in disease processes and has been researching behavior and heart health for decades. He wondered if the very specific feeling of gratitude made a difference. So he did a study. He recruited 186 men and women, average age of 66 years old, who already had some damage to their heart, either through years of sustained high blood pressure or as a result of a heart attack or even an infection of the heart itself. They each filled out a standard questionnaire to rate how grateful they felt for the people, places, or things in their lives. It turned out the more grateful people were, the, the more grateful people were, the healthier they were. Uh, and, and Mills says they had less depressed mood, slept better and had more energy. But now check this out. When Mills then did a blood test to measure inflammation, inflammation, which for those of you who don't know, inflammation in our body is often where the aches and pains and problems come from inflammation, which, and this isn't part of this, uh, this, but it is the culmination of a lot of things. A lot of things we eat, of course, but he says, uh, the body's natural response to injury is inflammation or plaque buildup in the arteries. And he found amongst these people, uh, lower levels amongst those who were grateful, an indication of better heart health. Okay. So I just read that right out of there folks. I mean, that's not theory. That's rock solid truth that shows up in your blood. That is tremendous. So I'm going to end this show by sharing 15 quotes on the importance of thankfulness and gratitude. Okay. Uh, you're about to get really inspired here and then we'll take off and have our uh, holiday time together. So just before I read these off to you, I want to thank lynda.com as a sponsor of today's show. Uh, lynda.com is the leading online learning platform. They've got over 3000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills. Lynda.com is for problem solvers, it's for the curious, it's for people who want to make things happen. Uh, that's me. I want to be that. So maybe you want to master Excel or learn negotiation tactics or build a website or boost your Photoshop skills. Your Lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. So whether you're looking to become an industry expert or you're passionate about a hobby or you just want to learn something new, you need to visit Lynda.com slash Ziggler and sign up for a free 10 day trial. That's L Y N D a dot com slash Ziggler. All right. So here are 15 quotes on the importance of thankfulness and gratitude. This is right out of entrepreneur magazine. It was posted just yesterday by Matt Mayberry. Okay. You ready? Number one, gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings, as by William Arthur Ward. All right, here's one from Oprah Winfrey. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Maya Angelou says, let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer and let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Marcus Tullius Cicero says, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. That's a staunch statement. 
Henry Ward Beecher, the unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but the thankful heart will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. I love that. In every hour. Alice Walker says, thank you is the best prayer that anyone could say. I say that one a lot. Thank you expresses extreme gratitude, humility, and understanding. Fred DeWitt Van Amberg says, none is more impoverished than the one who has no gratitude. Gratitude is a currency that we can mint for ourselves and spend without fear of bankruptcy. Dan Butner, gratitude always comes into play. Research shows that people are happier if they are grateful for the positive things in their lives rather than worrying about what might be missing. Dalai Lama, the roots of all goodness lie in the soil of appreciation for goodness. Willie Nelson, when I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. Margaret Cousins, appreciation can change a day, even change a life. Your willingness to put it into words is all that is necessary. I'm going to pull that out as we are all with family, friends, and other people during these holiday times. Listen to what she says again. Appreciation can change a day. It can change a life. So folks, our appreciation can change life. Our willingness to put them into words is all that's necessary. Man, that one hits me. As a lot of times I find myself sitting there grateful for somebody, thinking a thankful thought that I don't speak because I'm not always the most, you wouldn't believe, you, believe it or not, uh, the most verbal person. I just, I think I'm a thinker. I got to speak. I got to put it into words. Man, I've got to give that, give that gift to my family. Albert Einstein There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Makes me think of the wonder of a child. How can I have that now? Rabbi Harold Kushner says, when you give and carry out acts of kindness, it's as though something inside your body responds and says, yes, this is how I ought to feel. Last one, W.T. Perkizer, not what we say about our blessings, but how we use them is the true measure of our thanksgiving. Folks, thank you. Thank you to everyone listening. I'm so grateful you are here to better your life and from that, better the lives of others. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your journey. I'll see you in the next Ziggler Show. 